0: Winning Edge Investments provides industry leading horse racing and sports tips, ratings and education which enables you to invest intelligently and treat your betting like a business. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com and start boosting your betting bank immediately. Hello and welcome to the Winning Edge Racing Review Show where our pro punters look back at Saturday's racing as Perth took centre stage for the Group 1 winner bottom stakes taken out by Haydock. Looking back at Saturday, the winning edge services to turn a profit were TrialSpy and John's Analytics. While the two guys about to join me also had winning days, New South Wales guru Mark Roden and WA expert Cameron O'Brien. How are you guys? Good, thank you, Brad. How are you?
1: Good, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, Brad. Uh,
0: good to talk to you. So profitable weekends for you guys. We'll start with you, Mark.
1: Weekend started uh, in, uh, you know, in almost comical fashion on Friday night, betting to five races for five seconds, uh twenty-six units worth of seconds. Uh, any of the subscribers would be uh would be well aware. Um, four of the five looked home as well. It was a a, a nasty, nasty night, but just one of those things. I have reviewed that meeting and I, I I really wouldn't have done much different on the night, just uh none of the cards fell our way at at any point and uh but fortunately, we um, got, a, got a bit back on Saturday. It could have been better on Saturday. But, um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, at least good to get a few on the board on Saturday.
0: You're up 2.3 units on Saturday at Rose Hill. We'll go through a couple of the main races, starting with the ATC Cup, where Allwood came back from Queensland to stay in winning form. Um,
1: I'd actually, uh, for my selections, started pretty well. Had a couple of winners before this. And uh, I really thought the favourite house at Cartier was a, uh, a good bet, and I thought I had a pretty good saver bet in Black on Gold. And well, who, uh, who uh, had a really good jockey change and a really good record of the track and distance. But uh, yeah, Allwood, I, I, I wasn't quite sure what to make of him because um, uh, Chris waller trained horse, uh, like most of them in the race actually. But uh, Chris Wallace seems to send his B grade or second string uh, middle distance horses to Queensland. Uh, so I thought Allwood might be sort of you know, in that bracket, but he got a beautiful ride from Hugh Bowman, perfect run on the race. Um, House of Cartier, my main bit in the race, actually sat outside him, and I thought, well, we're beautifully placed here. But once the pressure went on, um, House of Cartier, uh, Cartier just dropped the bit and dropped right out, and all went right on with it. Um, James McDonald gave black and gold a great ride. Um, it was a long way back as, as forecast, but uh, couldn't couldn't get near all and the end ran second, but... Uh, yeah, uh, having done the ratings today, I think Orwood's gone to a, a new level uh, somehow you know, at this stage of his career, but uh, sometimes that happens. But um, I, I think on you know, reviewing it, I wouldn't have done much different uh, in this case either, but Orwood um, just got the benefit of a great ride, great run in transit, and uh, it was too good.
0: Could you make an excuse for the favourite house of cardio?
1: That's the thing. I, I, um, I looked at the stewards report actually today, and they just said, you know, uh, slow recovery rate. There was no real, uh, jockey said it travelled really well uh, in the run, it, which, you know, I'm watching on TV and it certainly appeared to be travelling really well. Look, looked like it was going to be in the finish up till, uh, up till the time they straightened. But, um, yeah, once once it came off the bit, it just uh, it dropped out. So, uh, uh, apparently it's going to be vet checked and uh, John Sargent, the trainer, is going to report back on what's happened there. But uh, it was it was lengths and lengths below its best on Saturday
0: it was a better result for you in the festival stakes with Rainier taking out the race just narrowly.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, Not a, not a huge uh, result in terms of units in this race, but I'm kind of happy I ended up on Rainier because uh, when I first looked at the race, I was a bit worried about the jockey change uh, because it had been down to Melbourne, run really well with James McDonald on it uh, during Melbourne Cup week. And it uh, had a really nice weight drop on set day, but Kathy O'Hara was taking the ride, which yeah, and nothing against her, but it's a it's a negative jockey change. Um, so at, at first, when she, uh, sorry, when he went up uh, favourite in the early markets, so I was inclined to look away from him. But then I thought, well, the way uh, the big syndicates bet and the way the market moves these days, I think that jockey change is going to actually push this horse's price out a bit. And that's um, that's what happened. It got, got out to near $7 on Betfair. Uh, Near jump time, I'd marked almost equal favourite around 550. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd penalise for the jockey change and I'd probably penalise as much as I could. So I thought anything over my price was going to be acceptable. Uh, and it turned out she rode a treat. Uh, One in a very, uh, never looked like it was going to win, but uh, Kathy O'Hara got it over the line ahead of um, Live and Free, yes, who really did look the winner. Uh, but she got it up and at, at a really nice price, uh, as it turned out. Um, we had two other bets in the race, Moss Trip, uh, who I wanted to be on because Nash uh, Ruwa was riding. <laughs> uh, it ended up three, four wide the trip and dropped out. And this little save the bet, Invincible Gem, raced on the pace as forecast and ran well, ran fourth at double figure odds. But um, yes, fortunately, um, Cathy got the job done for us.
0: And in the other feature race of the day, we had Tim Clark guiding spinning to win to knock most people out of the quaddy at a big price.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's look, in retrospect, I mean, it, um, He's a great 1,100 metre horse Uh, and if you look through his uh, form and figures, he certainly had uh, a ratings profile to win the race and he was huge odds on Saturday, but um, his form had really tapered off last prep and his trials didn't necessarily suggest he was going to do anything on Saturday, but he he was aggressively ridden around straight to the front and um, nothing could get past him. I ended up only just having the one small uh, speculative bet on uh, KG Express, the ex New Zealander uh, who I thought might be able to do something first up, ran okay, it was 40 to one and ran okay, ran fifth, but uh, was never going to win. Um, but the, I uh, you know bearing in mind that I I'd deal on a lot of favorites, I couldn't have anything to do with his favorite and the truth. Uh, when I first saw the fields, I wanted to find it because uh, Nash uh, Rule was back on it. Uh, he did a big win on a, in the Kosciuszko two starts ago. But the price was just, you know, from Wednesday was under $3 and I only got up to about three twenty dollars 20 on Betfair Death and that was, uh, that was way under my price. It, it, it wasn't a bet for me. And so I'm, in that uh, sense, I'm glad I didn't do any damage and stayed out of the race really.
0: And we should touch on the highway as well. as was a good result for you and a worthy win for arguably the best trainer on Twitter, Mitch Beer, with Princess Cordelia taking out the race very stylishly. And this was also one which was available in our free weekly Winning Edge newsletter. Just go to our website, winningedgeinvestments.com forward slash newsletter to sign up if you haven't already, and you'll be able to get some free tips from our pro punters every Saturday.
1: Yeah, that was a really good result. Um, for us, I mean, her price never got huge, but uh, that's as painless as you'll see. You know, when um, I actually, in my speed map, I thought you'd be um, two, three back defence fence and... Uh, I thought that would be an okay position for her, but uh, once the gates opened and nothing wanted the lead, uh, Tim Clark just summed it up to a T and uh, when the lead was up for grabs, took it. And uh, yeah, I was in very good terms by myself all the way through that race. He was, um, he, he got the lead, traveled sweetly on her, and um, once he sort of let it down at the 300 and she put two or three lengths on them, it was, uh, it was game over and that was a, yeah, that was a nice result.
0: I saw some incredible stats earlier today about Timmy Clark's strike rate when he settles them in the first couple, and this was just another example of how good he is on a front runner.
1: He certainly does. I mean, he's a good jockey anyway. You know, uh, he's, he's in the top, you know, two, three in New South Wales, in my opinion, uh, regardless. But uh, in particular on front runners, he um, more than some other jockeys. I think he uh, just has that knack of getting to uh, travel at an optimal speed. You know, he doesn't. Generally, go too slow uh, when he gets the lead. He, he just gets them rolling, travelling, uh, and uh, and comfortable. And uh, yes, if you've uh, if you've got one uh, you like that uh, looks like it's going forward in Tim parts on it, you can uh, bet with confidence. Uh, all
0: right, mate. Anything else you wanted to touch on from Sydney on the weekend?
1: Yeah, just just uh, uh, one horse which I didn't give any chance at all in the race. Actually, it ran in. it was race four, the uh, three and four year old. Benchmark 72, which was um, oh, one of our little bets, Alison a Tuffy, ran really well, but got knocked off by General Alls. Uh, Alison and Tuffy was 16, $15, 16 dollars, you know, big odds. It ran, ran sensationally, but General Alls just had a, had a perfect run and went to a new peak and beat it with a big gap to third. But um, the the thing that ran on into third called In Good Health, who's a, a four-year-old man now, that, um, Progressed from you know really low grade country races last prep to winning a couple of provincial races uh, at Newcastle. Um, they threw it in the Queensland Oaks at the end of its Prep. It did nothing, but obviously they have an opinion of her as a, uh, a bit of a middle distance or staying sort of mare. And she's um, uh, the, the pace suited her on Saturday, but she's run on really well to get into third in that race. You know, in, in a race I thought she was probably really outclassed in. So maybe you know she might be a. Bit I don't think next start will be the start, uh, to be honest, but um, she's a horse that could progress to winning metro races at the right trip later on in this prep, I think. So, uh, yeah, might, might be a little bit of a hidden one there. Um, but, no, I was very impressed with her run.
0: Any others to follow out of the meeting?
1: Um, not, uh, nothing really, uh, apart from the obvious. I mean, uh, that festival stakes that Ranier won, uh, most of those will be going on to the Villiers in a couple of weeks. Um, Actually, it's it not so much one to follow, one to bin is my, was my pick in the last race convinced who I thought it was really well placed. Uh, Tim Clark rated as well, uh, drawn awkwardly, gave it a perfect run, put it in, in the race to win at the top of the straight and it just didn't let down. So it might need gelding or something. Cause I, I just, uh, he's not one I'm going to be looking for next time he's out. So,
0: All right, mate, we'll flip to Cam now for an update on Perth where it was by Mistakes Day and we're up 3.2 units, which makes it a winning week and a winning month. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, spot on. Uh, it was a good day, thanks largely to Zanae's getting his big boof head out um, in the last. Um, he's a big horse with a big head. That <laughs> Zanae's he's a big bull of a thing. He needed and, uh, it in, the, in the finish, didn't he? <laughs> he did, and he didn't get much luck, actually. He was held up most of the straight. and it was a difficult watch, but he found found the line. In fact, he, he went, I was telling Brad off here, he went... Um, Two and a half lengths. He won the start four as well when he got a bit more clear air and won really strongly. And he went two and a half lengths less winning on Saturday. Just shows how much he uh, really just didn't get the run and just just was able to only expend just enough energy to win the thing. Uh, and he, you know, he had a bit more in the tank. So I'm, 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 in a way, it's a good thing because he didn't gut himself. He wouldn't have. He would have pulled up really well from that. You'd think Soneaz will be able to. Run well again next time, but yeah, he made it a good day. We lost at Mount Barker the day before, but it was one bet only, and a small outlay, so it was not much. And um, <clears throat> there was nothing on the Thursday. Uh, tried, uh, but we won on the Wednesday, and it became a really good week. Won about 11 units for the week, and about 32% on turnover, uh, and won nicely for the month as well. So yeah, it was it was good, and looking to continue on because it's, uh, it's a it's really good time to bet this time of the year in Perth. Obviously, as I said last week, it's dry tracks, it's uh, good racing, and um, and it's yeah it's a good time to bet the that was a good that was a good meeting the winter winter bottom stakes meeting uh, it, it was and it, you know it goes again this week at uh, at Ascot with the Kingston town it it didn't look like I mean it looked like a good winter bottom as I said in the preview uh, leading up but then didn't really expect Haydock to do what he did that was something out of the box and uh, and he he really appreciated getting to the front and leading a solid pace. I mean he's got He's always had a good amount of ability and can pull out a good figure, but he's gotten to a new best there. He led in a good pace and they ran good sectionals. So he he led at better than par, so below or well, faster than what standard is. So it was a solid pace, but they still came home in fast sectionals. He's come home final 400 meters, 22.52 fastest of the day after uh, after leading after leading in a solid pace. So it, it has to rate rate high and did. Um, and he's rated 118, which is a, a new peak for him, and he's gone really well. We were on Vital Silver in the race, and it's run second. I don't really feel like I've got that wrong. I just, it just found, Haydock, you know, having a day out. Vital Silver's gone 113. Now, if you remember, we talked <clears throat> about Vital Silver, uh, and, and it, 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 it went it had gone to a spike uh, in the Manicato in Melbourne, and it had gone 115 there, but it's come back 113. So, it's gone really well. The horse is flying. And just as I say, it's found a hay dock to be better and uh, and, and gone gone well. But the interesting one, of course, was trekking was a short favourite in the race. Uh, I mean, it had gone as low as $2.40 trekking and then got out to about two eighty three dollars on in the day. But the, the issue I had with trekking, as, as I wrote up in the preview, was that it was going to get back. And it did it blew the start anyway. It always gets back anyway. But it got back, back on the rail at Ascot. It. It, it was hard for it. Its best figures are at tracks like Ramwick, where it can run on um, and, you know, wider track and things like that. It was it, it was a real risk for me, as I indicated in the preview, at a track like Ascot, which is not really his track. It's gone 112, length and a half of its best, but it's, but it's you know, didn't win the race, obviously. Uh, and so, it was, it was a bit, bit of a risk. Uh, Flirtini ran on really well from back. That mare's going really well. She's gone to a new best. Uh, gone 111, running on. But she, she had the pace on, so, you know, she had a chance So just... They just found Haydock going to his full potential on the day, and, and therefore couldn't beat him really. And uh, Vital Silver, as I say, was 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 a nice bet for us. test beat seven dollars and run second. And if Haydock didn't have a day out, Vital Silver wins the race, obviously. So it's gone well. But yeah, Haydock's flown.
0: How does the one eighteen rating for Haydock rank in terms of previous winners? That's a very good question. Without notice, and but very but.
2: Off, off the top of my head, very, very well. Uh, I, I can't think of any of the last three or four years who've gone better than that. I would suggest that it's the best rating of the last few years.
1: So I'll just chime in and say, look, uh, the, the best sprinters in Australia on the scale Cameron and I use rate right in the low to mid 120s and, uh, yeah. and only very occasionally, you know, horses like Sandra and Elaine and well, you, Nature Strip, I imagine, at Flemington, uh, that sort of thing. So he's, yeah. we're talking three, four lengths off that, which for a yeah. Perth group one is... Um, that's a pretty big figure.
2: That's exactly right. Nature Streetman 124 when he won at Flemington, uh, and that's around about his top. He's done a figure like that once before. Um, <clears throat> Santa Ana as Mark said, sort of goes 121, 122, something like that. Uh, I, I don't think there's anybody else going in the 120s at the moment that we've got. Uh, so, so for Haydock to go 118, yeah, he's right up there. Matter of him repeating it though. Repeating it. He obviously looking looking back at him now with a bit of a hindsight when he led the race like that. Obviously, a track like Ascot suits him where he can lead in a solid pace and rail. He really railed well there and just sort of liked holding that rail and keeping on going. Uh, And that really suited him. It's a matter of he is such a he's such a sort of a you know on his day kind of horse. So it's a matter of what he does next start.
1: uh, So just. um, Another question without notice, if I can. Sorry, yeah, Cam. Um, uh, if you've got it there, what did he do when he won the? Uh, was it William Reed or the uh, the twelve hundred meter race at Mini Valley? Because he he he'd, he'd won a, sprint, a group one sprint before. Um, yeah, yeah. Hard. That
2: that was that was two years ago now, uh, yeah. and and he did one hundred and fifteen that day. And yeah, that is his oh. top. Uh, and so he's gone a length and a half better than that. Uh, he'd he'd gone one hundred and twelve at Flemington back in. In the autumn of that year, but uh, but yeah, he 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 went to his that, that is his best that day in the spring of 2017 until now. And see, and, and here's the nature of here's the nature of his figures. You know, after that, from then to now, he's gone. He, his next day went from 115 to resuming in the autumn. He's gone 104, then 108, 107. Went out for a spell uh, at Sandown. First up, he went 107, and all of a sudden, five and a half lengths better, he pulls out 118. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's enigmatic. At his best he's very good, obviously. It's just a matter of and you know he's also he's also shown that he can he's I, I always thought he was probably more of a miler anyway. I mean he won that twelve a meter race, but he he looked like a strong miler as a three year old. Um
1: he won the stun yeah. space, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so for him to be leading all the way, I guess you know, we're always gonna find him hard to run down if he's you know, if he's in front because he's obviously no query at the trip. Um but yeah, it's just it's it's hard to see him coming up with that figure, but yeah, he had his day, and uh, well, that'll be his top. Obviously, it's, as as I keep saying, it's now a matter of what he does going ahead from here.
1: I don't, I don't think he will be trying him over a mile again. I think they've worked out what he's uh, what he's. Yeah,
2: going. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. At I mean, day, but yeah. but at the end of the day, he's done 112 as a as a three year old over a mile. You know, and there's not many three year olds 112 is there,
0: over a mile. No, that's true. Enigmatic but very talented racehorse. Do you see many horses rate 118 after you know second up off, off a 427 day break though? Right? Uh, not not exactly 427 days, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, off a long spell like that. No, not generally, no. Um, I mean, they don't tend to have 427 or roughly days off if if, if, if they're going okay. Obviously, yeah. he's had an issue. Yeah. And so, no, it's, it's quite a training effort by McAvoy. And McAvoy's had him his entire career. He's just obviously taking his time getting him back with, with, uh, with the injury he had. And, and no, it's quite an effort to get that done.
0: There was a bit of criticism about leaving him
2: alone in front. Uh, well, he didn't set a slow pace. Yeah, I would say that it was a really good ride suited the horse. And to be honest, he's gone. As I say, he's gone quicker than par on our figures for a Group One in Perth over twelve hundred metres. So uh, I don't think the other jockeys could have. They're not Nostradamus. They could They couldn't have foreseen that he's going to just keep going at this strong tempo and run twenty-two five twenty-two sorry fifty for the um for the final four after leading it better than better than even tempo in a group one. He's done the f- fastest final four hundred for the day, as I said, when he's gone quick in front. So no, I I I, I think I, I think it was reasonable. I just think the horse has flown.
0: What what about Rock Magic? He was quite good for yeah, a ten year old.
2: I know. He's amazing. He's, he he really is an amazing galloper. He's gone 113, which he he's done around this 112, 113 Regularly, he just keeps doing it. Uh, he actually, his best was last year at Ascot when he won the Roma Cup, um, and went a, and went 117. Uh, and then he came back and then he went out for a spell, and he came back a year later and won the Northern Stakes and went 112. And he went 112 sitting three wide, no cover. Uh, and 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 he just and he just just cruised to them. That was in May this year, as I said. And then you know, he went over to, he went over to Melbourne, he ran fourth in the Manicata, which of course. Final silver came out of, uh, and he went 112 in the and then he went no good down the Flemington Strait and the Dali. But then he's come back and gone 113, running third, 30 to 1. You know, he's super genuine. He's probably the best 10 year old, well, without doubt, the best 10 year old in the country. Yeah. They should have a race. <laughs> Forget the Golden Eagle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, the pension stakes.
2: The pension Get all the horses of double figure age. Uh, you've got to be double figures to enter. But anyway, he'd win it. He'd win it, that's for
0: sure. All right, on to the other feature races of the day, and let's look at the win of Missile Launch in the Tattersalls Horse Cup.
2: Yes, solid horse. He just keeps holding his form. This, this race, the first two horses, the same kind of thing, Missile Launch, had a really good run on pace. Um, brought this up the other week uh, after it won as well. We were on it when it was racing wide and having no luck, and he uh, and kept winning without us. But he, um, he, he just got a perfect run, and he just held his figures. He's got 104. Which is what he did two back when he won. Uh, Taxagano, who has been in really solid form this prep as well, uh, ran second in the race for 105. He won the start for 106. They're just both, they're both very super genuine horses racing really well, and they're just getting the right rides and and mapping well and and going well. There's not really the, the favourite was forceful in the race, and Fossil had its chance. Went around two dollars ten with Pike on, and it had the right run as well. But it's got 103 off 106, 107 in its previous couple of runs, and. Yeah, it was probably a touch disappointing. It's only beaten 0.6 of the length, but going, going 103 with its chance, it's just, you yeah, know, it was a little bit weak. Uh, it wasn't really anything to come out of the race. Uh, there wasn't sort of anything really running on behind them. But as I said, it's the race is actually really about missile launch and Taxagonia just being solid. We were on prize catch in the race, who I thought was a nice little hidden run the start before, but it didn't really finish off. So it was a bit disappointing. It's gone back from 102 second up the start before back to 94 so that's a bit disappointing. I thought that maybe it was going okay for Smith, but uh, maybe it's not. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a little touch disappointing. Well, more than a touch disappointing. But the, yeah, as I say, the race, not, not really anything to follow with the race. It was just just solid form from missile launch and Taxigano, first and second.
0: In race six, we had Pike yeah. taking off early with the grey not to be missed and just yeah. getting the chocolates.
2: Just was a daring ride, and he obviously thought he had a pretty strong horse. And he, and he did look that the horse went well. I mean, if not for for Lace Vinsky in second, there, there's two lengths, it would have won by two lengths. They both went well, they both rated well. Uh, uh, not to be missed, has gone to a new best 105, did 100 to start before. So he obviously knew the horse was going well, and it was it was uh, what fourth up from the spell. It's gone up from 100 to 105, and yeah, it did take off. But Lace Vinsky's also gone to a new best 103 off a pretty solid base of 98 to 99s and on the line they were their runs weren't ending um, I, I would suggest that both of them should be able to hold their form because even though that's on new peaks because they were both good on the line I thought they both went really well and they both rated quite well for that level um, Fries Fantasia who finds a lot of bad luck generally found a little bit again and was in third and and and, and there wasn't really anything behind them either. the line the, the two for, uh, play the two uh, Quinella horses were the best two on the line, and, and yeah, went went pretty well. 105 for not to be missed is a good figure, and should hold uh, given if it gets a chance again. A bit of a gut busting ride in the way, but it's only fourth up from a spell, and or uh, well, Lace Vinsky's got had a bit of a longer prep now, but um, but has gone to a new level, and it, it might even go out for a spell soon. But it's obviously racing well.
0: And we again had Willie Pike to the fore in the saddle with Mister Genoa taking out the country championships under the big weight.
2: Yeah, 62, was it? Yeah, 62 kilos. They went quick in front here, the fastest pace of the day, and this was a solid one pace of the winner, and he appreciated that. He'd been winning his uh, lead-up race at Kalgoorlie. As you said, it was a country championship, so his form had come from Kalgoorlie, and he'd won his three starts in a row uh, at Kalgoorlie. And in fact, looking at it now, he hasn't actually been beaten in Western Australia because he went across to Victoria for a bit and had a couple of losses there as well as, as well as a win. But coming back to WA, he's, he, he's now put three in a row this prep to go with his one start, one win, the maiden back at Northern uh, last year. Um, and yeah, look, he's held his 103 from the start before. Uh, I guess it's probably about his top for now. He, he's had that's his four, fourth up and won all four. He he was good. Uh, at Speed Bandit at long odds ran second in the race, and he was. Uh, he also appreciate, appreciated the the solid pace in the race. Again, unfortunately, I uh, have to say there wasn't really anything jumping up out of the ones behind off the video for me for to really follow. It was just uh, it was a bit. The winner went well. Uh, you know, at the top of his game, kind of thing. Same as same as the other two races I talked about, but he um. But uh, yeah, that, that's about the story of the race. I, I, there's nothing really to follow out of the others.
0: Already, um, so nothing to follow out of the other races. On the oh, day?
2: well, I'll, I'll be looking to I'll be looking to follow Zanays again out of the last if he's in a, a relevant race, uh, you know, winnable race because he was only he was only fourth up there winning this time on the weekend. So he's put two two in a row together, and he didn't, as I say, he didn't, you know, he didn't expend as much energy as he did the start before. He's got 104 the start before, then got 99 winning on Saturday. Um, and he was heavily backed too. We were on $7. He's SB 425. Um, and he's just, he's a big horse. He's a, you a know, big, strong one pacer. He's not, he's not, uh, he's not some, you know, little thing that's going to be hurt by, by racing so much. He didn't, didn't expend all his energy. And so I'd, I'd expect him given, given a chance in the run to hold his form next start. So him, I'll be looking to be on if it's the right race again.
0: And now we head to Kingston Town Stakes yep. Day on Saturday. We've got Tuscan Queen, the early favourite. Yeah. Any early thoughts there?
2: Yeah, it's a good race. It's My first thought, first of all, Tuscan Queen's a really nice feeling. She's uh, probably deserved favourite. She's she's she is favourite on um, uh, you know on potential in a way. She hasn't done the marks yet, but but she's been winning well as like she did last start and and rated well and looks to have more in the tank kind of thing. But but, but some of the then you got another three-year-old. Uh, uh, well, sorry, sorry, you've got another a couple of older horses like Best of Days, who ran second of the Railway, Regal Power, another solid horse, uh, Superstorm. There's, there's, there's sort of older horses versus younger horses um, making for a really interesting race here. It, a lot will depend for me on the barrier draw uh, and where they get placed. Superstorm is a good, another another good three-year-old who's on the up and, we, and we've talked about him in, in another podcast. Uh, he's looking like a nice promising horse. So there's a couple of good three year olds there against several good already having done the job uh, older horses. Um, I mean, Best of Days has done. I was looking it up. I think it was 111, 112 uh, in the row. Ra- no, sorry, 113 running second in the row, and it's a good mark. And and Tuscan Queen was 103, 104 somewhere there, winning <clears throat> her most recent run. And but it's only a four start, and she's on the way through, so. Yeah, it's a very interesting race from a form, to, form perspective. Uh, $3.60 about Tuscan Queen currently versus $8.50 about best of days, second in the railway. Yeah, I mean, I'd prefer the $8.50 at this stage, but let's have a look later in the week.
0: Sounds good. All right, guys, thanks for your time. Anything else you want to touch on before we go?
2: Or? Uh, no, that's about it for me, really. Um, as I say, it doesn't really end with Perth. Here we've got the Perth Cup coming up you know, in the new year, that kind of thing. So uh, just looking forward to the next several weeks.
1: Yeah, we've got a bit on New South Wales this week. Uh, not uh, Nothing high, high profile, but um, uh, December's always a busy month. Uh, December, January, the holiday period uh, yeah. uh, gets busy. We've got a, um, just a provincial meeting at Gosford on um, Wednesday for the, for the service. But there's a uh, Friday twilight at, uh, on the Kensington track uh, before we go out to Rosehill, and Newcastle on Saturday. And then Hawkesbury on Sunday. So we've got a fair bit on.
2: Oh, who, who won the Bong Bong Cup? Uh, frenzy,
1: um, yeah, Gay frenzy. Waterhouse trained, yeah. Oh, yeah, one another one for the battlers. Uh, Gay Waterhouse <laughs> taking it the bong bong cup, just great to see. Great yeah,
2: to see. well, that's what you were saying. The first bong bong cup you ever did, she took one there, and oh, yeah, that's right. I think that, that was last. the
1: first horse you ever took down there, um, and, and last, but she's obviously found the yeah, she's right type of horse. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it's like with the overseas horse that to from Melbourne Cup, she's learnt
0: the right type for bong bong. <laughs> Yep, certainly another great achievement for the Battlers in New South Wales. Uh, maybe we should send Racing New South Wales a copy of this show and we'll see if Peter Volandis likes our idea of a race for horses 10-year-olds and up.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be to do it. The, the, the,
0: the golden geriatric or something.
1: Yeah. I don't mind that. It'd be a good trophy. Actually, I didn't think of it, it didn't come to him in a dream, so it'll, it'll never fly. Yeah, unfortunately.
2: Instead of a large gong, they could just have a large set of dentures or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Beautiful trophy. Yeah. No worry
0: Thank Alright guys, thanks to you, Tom. Take it easy. Tom. Good luck on the punt and I will chat to you next week. Nice. Thanks
1: a lot.
0: Thanks, guys. At Winning Edge Investments, we have a team of highly skilled expert analysts and full-time professional punters who review the data, crunch the figures, and assess the best betting opportunities, which are then delivered straight to your phone or inbox in real time so that you profit. You know you're